Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there was a significant birthday yesterday. 175 years ago, our flag, the tricolour, flew for the first time. The Taoiseach was in Waterford yesterday to mark that occasion. We're joined by Lorcan Collins of 1916 Walking Tours, who's also host of the Revolutionary Ireland podcast. Lorcan, good afternoon to you. Afternoon, Sean. So what happened in Waterford 175 years ago? Well, tomorrow is the exact anniversary ah. that um, we, well, I mean, they celebrated it yesterday because I suppose it's the weekend and uh, there's government uh, uh, things to be done for Leo. So uh, mm-hmm. yesterday it was celebrated, but uh, let's not get too um, picky. Uh, 175 years ago, uh, the tricolour flew for the very first time in Waterford. A great uh, revolutionary called Thomas Francis Marr, known in America later on as Marr of the Sword from the uh, Battle of Antietam and Friedrichsburg as well. He was with the uh, Irish Brigade during the American Civil War. But his contribution to Irish revolution is very, uh, very well known. In fact, he was over in revolutionary Paris in 1848, in early 1848, and uh, he was given this wonderful flag, green, white and orange, to essentially symbolise the different uh, uh, views here, the political views. Green obviously celebrates the nationalist and for mostly Catholic population, and white symbolising peace. And of course, the orange symbolizes our northern brethren, if you will, those who support loyalism and uh, the union. So it's a flag of peace and reconciliation. That's the key aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And it, so it, it was uh, erected in, in Waterford. For um, What was the reason for doing that? Was that kind of a little show of defiance? Yeah. Well, you know, since 1800, since the 1st of January 1801, the flag for Ireland was the Union flag. Now, of course, St. Patrick's Cross is represented in that flag. There was, there was a different version of the Union flag before. But I would remind your listeners that it, we had the Acts of Union, the two acts that removed the Parliament from Dublin and united the two countries under a new name, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. Mm-hmm. So, of course above Dublin Castle that January, as I say, the first, the the new flag, the Union flag was hoisted. And that would have been the flag that flew from all public buildings all around Ireland. If any of the um, royal family were to visit Ireland, Dublin or anywhere was festooned in those colours. So yes, I think the key word is defiance. Here we have Thomas Francis Marr, who was at one stage um, linked with uh, Daniel O'Connell in the repeal movement, but a lot of those young Irelanders broke away and uh, felt that the the, the gun was a better um, option. But uh, he, he hung that flag in a place called the, the Wolftone Club. Now, Wolftone, of course, is the, the grandfather of Irish Republican ideology. Mm-hmm. So the Wolftone Club itself was a Republican club in Waterford on the Mall. So a very good place <laughs> to hang it. But very few people looking at it would have known what it symbolised or what it was for. But of course, uh, I think after eight days, the uh, British authorities removed it. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, and and w- was the tricolour? Very much in evidence, because I'm, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, my impression is it wasn't very much in evidence uh, up no. until the foundation of the state. There were other flags that people might have used. 
No, you, you, you are totally correct. Very few people would have had a tricolour even hidden away in their home. It would have fallen out of use from, uh, from 1848, really. It was re- reintroduced, if you will, in the 1916 Rising. And in various guises, it flew over Dublin. Everybody knows it was hoisted above the general post office as they took down the Union flag. The other flag... That was hoisted beside it on, if you will, without promoting any company, but right beside pennies there mm. um, was the, the green flag with the words Irish Republic. And across the road was James Connolly's flag, the starry plough, the plough and the stars, mm. you know, the, the plough representing the dignity of physical labour and the stars represented socialism. So they're one of three flags in that area, but there were other places where the flag might be more like the flag of India, you know, horizontal uh, green, white and orange. And in some areas, a very simple flag of green or even green with a harp emblazoned upon it. And in fact, James Connolly had a young lady called Molly O'Reilly hoist up a green flag with a gold harp above Liberty Hall a week before the Easter Rising on Palm Sunday. And that was a quite a defiant uh, act. But it's interesting that he didn't hoist up the starry plough, nor did he hoist up the tricolour. It was a green flag, very much reminiscent of the United Irishmen from 1798 period. Mm. So was it a, a foregone conclusion that the tricolour would become our national flag when, when the Free State was established? Or was there a bit of debate around that? I like that question because... You're, you're you're right. It could have gone anyway. It could have it, it, it could have easily gone towards the green with the uh, with the um, the harp on it, but uh, that's really Leinster's flag, I suppose, in in many ways. So, uh, it, 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 constitutionally, it wasn't really asserted until uh, I think it's Article Seven that says you know the flag is the green, white, and orange. But the Free State, of course, uh, used it as their flag. Um, even though anti-treaty Republicans, of course, would um, say to them that they did not deserve the flag. It was it was the uh, anti-treaty IRA who were more entitled to it. In fact, a, a version of the tricolour flew above the forecourts when it was being uh, bombarded in 1922 by Free State forces. A tricolour with a very simple black lettering on the white I or Irish Republic that stood for. Mm. So... In general, most of us who are interested in the flag, we don't like to see anything written upon it. There's a guide issued by the Taoiseach's office. It's not the law. It's just a guide that suggests you should not deface the flag. You should not write anything on it. However, during football matches, I mean, you're not going to go up to Anto. <laughs> you shouldn't be writing uh, your name on that flag. Like, I, I'm sure Anto has beautiful calligraphy anyway. But just going <laughs> back going back to, to, to Mara and where he got the flag from, Yeah, is it known... It, like it, it, this came from France. Is it known who those people were who gave him the flag? Well, you know, you had the establishment of the Second Republic from February uh, uh, 1848 in France. And it seems to be a group of very radical French women 
who gave the flag to uh, Mar. They were over as well, uh, sort of representing Ireland. A few of the young Irelanders were. And uh, the idea, of course, behind the uh, Second Republic was that they were going to spread revolution around Europe. And this is one thing I've always loved about the French, that they weren't just concerned with freeing themselves from tyranny, uh, the tyranny of monarchy, as um, as James Connolly called it. But they they were they really wanted to spread democracy around the whole of Europe and therefore the world as well. Ah, you know, right. So so that was the reasoning behind that. How, however, the new republic initially uh, befriended Brit, uh, Britain. So they were less inclined to want to help Ireland out the way they had done three times in 1796 and 1798 when they sent uh, three successive French fleets to try to help the United Irishmen. So, you know, we owe the French so much. We owe them the idea of um, of the Republic. We owe them the idea of democracy and liberty, equality and fraternity. But we also owe them the flag as well. Now, wow. I'm not sure about this. But Lorcan, I'm be- sorry to cut across yeah. you, but we're, we've, we've actually overrun our time. Our talk was so okay. interesting. Thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. That was Lorcan Collins there, a host of the Revolutionary Ireland podcast. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.